0: Welcome to TNT Sports Talk, today is Tuesday, September 4th, Uh, as always represented by D's Home Cuts, I'm your host Travis Krachowski, again it's just me today, no Truman, again he's flaking on me, still at school, we still have to figure out what we want to do, but right now foreseeable future, it's just going to be me for the next couple of episodes, Uh, but it is an exciting episode today. Not only do we have NFL new NFL Week One coming up, we had cut day over the weekend. Some major contracts, some major cash was moved around. Uh, but besides all of that, it's a big day for the show because this is our 50th episode. Um, started in February or March. We're not 50 episodes. Can't wait for the next 50. Uh, it seems pretty crazy that we've been doing this for about 25 weeks now. Um, you know, we're about at half a year. We've really been, you know, trying to get better each and every single show. We feel like we have been, and we thank you if you're if you've listened to, you know, all of them or most of them. We really thank you because that has really been a huge help to us and has really kept us going. Uh, so again, 50 episodes, it's a pretty big deal. You know, We'll save the thank yous for another time because uh, we got a big show to do and we're going to kick it off with some college football. Week one college football went down this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday uh, over Labor Day, which I'll give the NCAA credit. I hate the NCAA, but they do a great job at really spacing this out. Um, you know, you, you kind of get that pre-NFL uh, week one, you know, you're kind of getting sick of preseason. So you need some sort of meaningful football. And college football does a great job at holding you off all weekend by giving you, you know, some great uh, games, you know, some great matchups. And, uh, you know, they did a great job. So we'll start. We're not going to go game by game because obviously there was a million games this weekend. There's a million things we can talk about. But we are going to talk about some key games, some key uh players stuff like that so let's get into it oklahoma absolutely throttled lane kiffin and his fau owls fau is seen as a program that's on the rise due to the you know lane kiffin and some couple other you know recruits that they've gotten but they're just not ready to compete with the big time program kyler murray Looked like an absolute star taking over for Baker Mayfield. Most people didn't know, you know, how he was going to perform. I mean, obviously, he was drafted in the first round of baseball top 10. Uh, so, most people think, you know, he's a baseball guy. Doesn't really care about this because really, if he sucks, you know, this season, it's not a big deal to him because he's still going to be making millions of dollars. But, he performed so well. He looked like a, you know, a seasoned veteran out there, which he, which he is. He's going to get some action on. I'm just going to throw this out there now. Don't be surprised if my man Kyler Murphy starts to waver a little bit in his 100% baseball decision. If he starts to perform like he did, let's say he wins the Heisman, let's say he, you know, gets talked about as a first round pick, I would not be surprised if he chooses football instead of baseball i don't know how the logistics would work i think he's already signed his contract with the a's but i i'm just saying i get it it's really rare it's probably not going to happen but don't rule it out it's not 100 percent certain yet maryland texas another big game obviously you know it was a cool moment you know maryland walked out there with uh 10 guys you know they're trying to you know show you know jordan mcnair he died so trying to memorize uh have kind of a memorial for him. Uh, that was cool. That's probably the coolest moment from the game, coolest moment from the weekend. Uh, but that game showed us Texas is not ready to compete at a high level anymore. They're still not ready. I think Herman's going to have this program going in, in the right direction. I know most people would say, you know, as an Ohio State fan, don't you hate Tom Herman? Yeah, kind of. But I think he's a pretty good head coach, and I think he's going to put Texas in the right spot in the next couple of years. But they're not ready this year. And I think that's, you know, kind of been uh, – shown over this weekend. Auburn looked pretty solid. Uh we'll go to the Big Ten. Ohio State. Ohio State fan I'm biased. Dwayne Haskins looks like one of the best pocket passers we've had at Ohio State for the last couple years. He's definitely the best passer we've had in the last couple years. Uh, you know, no disrespect to Barrett, Miller, or Cardell. You know, Cardell is probably the best out of those three, but they just weren't pure pocket passers they were more run first guys and it was interesting to watch this game Because the last couple years, you're used to, you know, when the pocket kind of breaks down, you're used to the quarterback scrambling and then just running up the field for a couple yards. But Dwayne Haskins didn't do that. When the pocket broke down, or when he started to scramble, he was still looking downfield and he was able to find targets. Uh, So you kind of, you know, your mind did a quick, you know, 180. You thought the quarterback was going to run. Next thing you know, it's a pass down the field for a bigger gain. So Ohio State looks dangerous. Nick Bosa looks like Nick Bosa. There's no question there. Uh, Michigan staying in the Big Ten. they're still not ready Harbaugh this team was supposed to come in they had Shea Patterson was going to be a big time you know type of thing this year a win over Notre Dame would have helped I'm not ruling them out for the season because obviously they have a chance they beat Michigan State Penn State and Ohio State they're going to be in the playoffs but uh this team's just not ready to compete at a high level yet I think I don't think Shea Patterson's I don't think this offense is as good as the defense is I think the defense is a lot better uh but we'll see. Michigan's got to rebound after this, and I think they will. Uh, meanwhile, Notre Dame did look pretty good. Uh, Penn State without Saquon Barkley, they didn't look great. Went to overtime versus Appalachian State. wasn't a good sight for them, uh, especially if I'm a Penn State fan. You know, shout out Johnny Glad. I would hate that. Uh, but without Saquon, they looked kind of lost. That offense looked lost. Trace McSorley is a good quarterback, and he was able to kind of lead them back. But still. Obviously, losing a player like Saquon hurts a lot. LSU, I'm really high on LSU this year. Joe Burrow came out last night, uh, Sunday night, and impressed. Uh, finally, they have a quarterback there for the first time in the last couple years. Uh, Miami. I think Miami's hype is over. I think they had their little reign last year of oh the U is back turnover chain shit, but that's over. That's done with. Uh, I think Miami's gonna slowly fall here the next couple years, Uh, and that is it for college football. Uh, We'll go we'll go through a couple games on Thursday, but Thursday is gonna be our big NFL preview. So, but we'll still talk about it. College football is back. No better way no, no better way to spend a Saturday than waking up, watching college game day, and then just sitting back and watching football all day. Uh, and as the season goes, the matchups just get better and better. Uh, so we'll see what happens from now on. It's going to be a big couple of weeks here for college football. It's going to take a couple of weeks for us to really figure out who, who the good teams are. Um, Alabama, I think, has got a big problem. We'll talk about them really quickly. Tua is the best put best quarterback on that roster right now i think that's completely obvious i think Tua is worlds ahead than jalen hurts um not to say jalen's a bad quarterback i think if i was him i would have transferred but he seems like a good enough guy where he wouldn't do that uh which i give mad respect to he Tua is the flashy you know quarterback who's we look at it like a car he's you know the flashy sports car and Jalen Hurts is the reliable vehicle it's going to get you there um but it's not going to give you looks Jalen Hurts he's not gonna you know give you viewership people aren't going to tune in to watch Jalen Hurts uh but they're going to tune in to watch Tua and you know people I think Nick Saban realizes that I don't think he's I think this is the best quarterback he's ever had as a head coach um talent wise and I don't know I don't think he knows how to use him yet I don't think he knows how to act around him yet I think as you go later into the season you're gonna see that that more uh you know Nick Saban a little there's gonna be times where Nick Saban decides to put Jalen Hurts in because Tua makes a dumb mistake which he's going to do he's not a perfect quarterback but there's gonna be also times where Hurts gets pulled out just because they need a quick strike offense and I don't think this is the best situation for either Tua or Jalen Hurts, but they're there and they're going to play. And I think, you know, you're going to see Tua slowly start to become, you know, the guy there. And you'll see Jalen Hurts get less and less playing time. But that's it for college football. We're going to move now to the NFL. Crazy, crazy last couple of days, starting with, you know, the end of the show on Thursday to today. There's just been news upon news upon news, and that's just because everybody's getting their roster ready for week one. So, there's a couple ways we can go at this. We'll start with cut day. Obviously, we'll get into a couple of these trades and contracts that are handed out, but let's start with cut day. Some guys that got cut notable names, Corey Coleman, uh, Corey Coleman, Dan Bailey, sorry, I couldn't read my handwriting, Cardell Jones, Landry Jones, Terrence Newman, Paxton Lynch. So, some good quarterbacks, some high-name quarterbacks were cut, you know, Paxton Lynch, uh, Landry Jones, Cardell Jones. All cut. Cardell was signed back to the practice squad, though. Uh, And I think Paxton Lynch is going somewhere. I can't remember. People don't talk about how big of a bust Paxton Lynch actually was or is. He was a first-round quarterback, and he's just not performed at all to the level we've seen. He had a good preseason week three. That's why people kind of thought he'd stick around, and he did for a little bit. But eventually he got the cut. Uh, Terrence Newman also got cut. But you know that's veteran. He's going to the coaching staff now. He's 41. I was really surprised that he was even going to play this year, because of how old he is. Uh, Corey Coleman. I don't know where he's going to go. That's another bust. And Dan Bailey. Interesting, because he's been the reliable kicker over there in Dallas for the last couple of years. And to cut him in favor of a rookie, I believe, is a bold move on the Cowboys' part. Dan Bailey is going to be. He's going to get picked up here soon. Once people start having kicker troubles, he's a name people are going to go out there and sign. So let's get in. That's cut news, obviously. We can talk hours about these different cuts. You know, there's some names out there that I didn't even mention that got cut. It makes no sense. But I want to talk about a franchise who I am baffled about. This team makes no freaking sense. The Los Angeles Raiders, John Groot, hiring him as their head coach was a decent move, I guess, a big name, going to sell tickets. Ten years, a little bit too long for me, but uh, he's the guy there now for the next couple years. And he's just making, some of these moves he's making are just like, what the hell are you doing, dude? I mean, why the hell would you trade for Martavius Bryant for a third-round pick, then cut him for nothing? You trade for Ryan Switzer, you trade him away, you uh, you get Connor Cook, E.J. Manuel, you cut both of them, and then you trade a pretty decent pick for A.J. McCarron, who is just going to be your backup behind Derek Carr. I get it, you want a reliable backup, but Connor Cook and E.J. Manuel are shit, but uh, it doesn't make sense to me as to why you would trade a pick for a backup when there's a decent backup out there in Landry Jones, who I was surprised got cut, but I guess they want, they're want they going with Josh Dobbs there in Pittsburgh, but still, it doesn't make sense as to why you would trade a pick for a backup when there's a really good backup in Landry Jones out there. Landry Jones is going to get picked up. You know, teams, we've seen it a lot this offseason, teams are trading valuable assets to get a solid backup because you know injuries are going to happen obviously we saw it with Green Bay last year you know when the Packers when Aaron Rodgers went down the Packers were lost because Aaron uh Brett Hundley's just complete trash uh I don't know why the Raiders are doing some of these moves you know Landry Jones I think is a, as good if not better backup than A.J. McCarron AJ McCarron I bet is really pissed off because he was supposed to start uh, in, in Buffalo, but he just didn't impress this offseason, and now we'll get into it in a little bit. Now they got Nathan Peterman running that show over there. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, the, some of these moves these GMs made over the weekend really make no sense. Um, I'm not saying I could do a better job, but like, I, all I'm saying is I would not have traded for Martavius Bryant in the first place. That's all that I'm saying. Uh but let's get into these contract situations. I know we're gonna get to the biggest story in a minute, but I gotta talk about Aaron Donald because that happened first. Six years, one hundred thirty-five million dollars. This guy, I was so happy when I saw that came down. He deserves it. I think more than anybody who's gotten big contract in the last couple years. If you watch any football, you know Aaron Donald. He's the guy um, who is one of the best, if not the best, defensive players in the NFL. Um, he deserved to get paid. Deserved to get paid this well. Um, and obviously it shows that the Rams are now in a win now type of mood, um, which is interesting. We'll get into that in a second. The other guy I want to talk about was Khalil Mack. Got traded to the Bears for multiple first round picks. Again, the Raiders don't make sense. I don't understand why you would give up somebody who's a top five defensive player, top 10 NFL player for a couple first round picks. And on top of that, I think the Raiders gave up a second round pick. That doesn't doesn't make any sort of sense in any world but then the bears went and signed him up six years 141 million dollars he's only 27 another guy who deserves it uh i know some people say defensive players don't really deserve these type of contracts but guys like khalil Mack and aaron Donald really do so you might ask you know travis you're a sports expert why the hell would the bears trade for khalil Mack? they aren't really going to compete this year um Especially in that division with that features the Vikings and the Packers, and then we'll throw the Lions in there, even though the Lions aren't really that good. Um, you say, Trev, why did the, why did the Rams and the I mean, why did the Bears trade for him? Because the Bears are trying to do what the Rams did last year. They got a new, he's not young, but a new innovative head coach and uh, Nagy, comparable to Sean McVay. So, you got a, a new type, we'll say younger, innovative type of head coach. Uh, you got a young quarterback on his rookie deal, which is cheap. Mitch Trubisky, Rams had golf last year. You got a pretty decent running game. Todd Gurley with the Rams, Jordan Howard, and Terry Cohn with the Bears. Um, and you got some pretty solid pieces on defense. So, you're going to see this a lot more over the next couple years. Teams going for it all while their quarterbacks on the rookie contract. Before their quarterback has to get paid a boatload of money, teams are just gonna dish out these ridiculous amount of contracts just so they can win now. Bears won't win this year. It's flat out. At best they go to the playoffs maybe. I don't think they even compete for the division, but the best they go for they they make it to the playoffs. So you're going to see this a lot over the next couple years. You saw it a little bit in Seattle. Seattle was a situation where it actually worked out for them because Russell Wilson came in, uh, rookie, rookie quarterback on his rookie deal. They had a good running game in Marshawn Lynch. And then that defense, they just stacked that defense up and they paid it and they paid it well. And now look where they're at right now. They're falling apart. So you t- you take this window. We'll start with the Rams. The Rams, I'd say they're in a 2-year window. That either they got to win the Super Bowl this year or next year for this to be successful. Cuz after that, once Goff has to get paid, the gravity of the situation starts to set in and this team's just going to they they already accepted it. They're just going to be trash the next couple years cuz they're not going to be able to pay these guys, these big deals with Jared Goff's huge con- huge contract coming through. So the Bears are kind are trying to do that. They're trying to be the Rams last year. They want to be a, the surprise team. And then the next year, they'll have a bunch of money and they'll go out and they'll pay. They don't have the draft picks, but they'll go out and they'll pay uh, boatloads of money for these free agents, especially on that defense. The only thing I would say is a little bit different from the Bears than the Rams last year is the Bears have a little bit better defensive pieces uh, than the Rams did last year. They got almost a safety... Uh, Fuller's a pretty decent corner, and then obviously uh, Akeem Hicks. I I can't remember his name, that interior defensive lineman. So he's they've got some good pieces. But on, on another thing, that's a difference. I I'm very nervous if I'm Bears fans to to bet my whole franchise on Mitch Trubisky. He did not show enough for me last year to really think that he's going to be a, a star quarterback. Obviously, Jared Goff didn't show a lot in his rookie year either. But I don't think. Mitch Trubisky is as good as Jared Goff was his first year. I think Goff is way better than Trubisky. I don't think Trubisky is going to take this team to, this, to the playoffs. Their defense is going to help, but I don't think Trubisky's a Jared Goff or Russell Wilson if that makes sense. So, If I'm a Bears fan, I'm a little bit nervous, but obviously I understand where they're going. I'm excited about this move. I'm scared because I don't really want the Packers to face Khalil Mack, even though I think we'll do fine, but it's interesting because teams are going to start doing this more and more. See, it worked out in Seattle. It's looking like it's working out for the Rams, Uh, so we'll see what happens this year in Chicago. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to work as well as they hope or they think, but you you never know. Something could change. So let's go to the starting quarterback situation. Obviously, like I said, the most important position in all of sports uh, is the starting quarterback of your franchise. We had three teams make a move, announcing their starters for week one. Bill's Nathan Peterman's going to start. Obviously, people know Nathan Peterman by that five-interception performance in the first half last year. Um, He's going to be the starter week one. Josh Allen is just simply not ready, which I did not think he will. He was. And I, I, I'm going to go on record right now and say Josh Allen isn't going to have a good career because I think Nathan Peterman's going to struggle even though he's had some success in the uh, preseason. I think Nathan Peterman's going to struggle early on. I think fans are going to call for Josh Allen and Josh Allen's going to struggle because he's not ready and that's just going to destroy his career and the Bills franchise is just going to go downhill from here. Uh, but, you know, you never know. If I were them, I would have never traded Tyrod Taylor. I don't understand why they did that, uh, but... I'm not in that locker room. It doesn't make any sense. Eagles, Nick Foles is going to start week one. Had a pretty shitty preseason, but Carson Wentz just isn't ready yet. Um, And obviously Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. If he comes out here and performs really well, um, it's going to be interesting when Carson Wentz comes back and struggles. Uh, I think it's going to create a little bit of tension, even though it shouldn't. I think Carson Wentz is your guy for the next couple years. It's going to create some tension if Nick Foles plays well week one, gets him the win, Carson Wentz comes back week two, three, four, five, or whatever, and sucks. If Wentz sucks and Foles performs, Eagles got a huge problem on their hands. I would have traded him early on in the offseason uh, when his ceiling was really high When his and everybody was high on Nick Foles. I would have traded him right away for a first-round pick so you could easily get a Super Bowl MVP uh, a first-round pick for him. Then let's go to the Jets, which is one of the worst franchises in the last couple years, uh, especially a quarterback. It's just been a complete mess. But they think they found their guy in Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, like I said, I think he was the best. The most ready quarterback to start week one out of those five rookie quarterbacks. And he will be the only uh, quarterback out of those five to start week one. Uh, Josh Allen was probably the closest. Rosen next closest. Lamar Jackson after that. And then uh, Baker. I don't think Baker ever had a shot to start week one. So here he is. He's your guy now, New York fans. He's the guy who's going to take that franchise to the top, supposedly. They believe in him. I believe in him too. I think he's shown the ability. I don't think he's going to be a phenom right away. I don't think he's going to be what Deshaun Watson was last year and come out and just completely dominate from snap one to snap you know, two hundred. Um, he's just going to be a solid game manager this year. He'll win you eight games at eight games, eight to nine games at best. Uh, it's just going to take him a little bit. And I think he'll slowly get used to the system, but we'll see what happens uh but that's it for the starting quarterback situation a couple other smaller news Antonio Gates signed back up with the Chargers uh that was a move I think everybody was expecting after Hunter Hunter Henry tore his ACL uh he's a Chargers legend Antonio Gates is 38 years old kind of had a bad year last year only had about 300 receiving yards but I think that was more because Hunter Henry was so talented and people were really high on him uh that they really wanted to get more out of Henry than they did Gates. But Gates is the guy again this year. He's not too old. 38 not terrible for a tight end. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, he has the talent and I'm excited to see what he does uh, this season. So we went from A.J. Antonio uh, Gates to Jarek McKinnon. One of the saddest news in the news in the NFL, uh, he tore his ACL on Saturday, uh, which sucks. He was really going to be the their guy this year in San Francisco. He's going to be that lead back. People were taking him high in fantasy. I was a little high on him because uh, he was finally going to be the the, the guy. Uh, but he tore his ACL, which I don't really know how you tear it. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing on Saturday to tear your ACL. Uh, but that's really bad news if I'm a 49ers fan, uh, but we'll see what happens. They got decent backups. I think Alfred Morris, it was kind of weird to me that he was still on the street. I think he's a pretty good running back, and then Matt Breida, who they're high on. Uh, so they're, they're not completely lost. They got a shot at uh, you know regaining some of this yardage that they lost with McKinnon Terry's ACL, but we'll see if Alfred Morris can be the guy or you know Matt Breida could be the guy. That would be a huge help for them. All right, so that's it. That's it for NFL news. We're going to get into it a little bit more on Thursday. We're going to go matchup by matchup, break it down, give you my predictions. Um, we'll start with you know predictions for MVP, rookie of the year, shit like that. Uh, bold predictions like we did for baseball, which Trevor Bauer, when the Cy Young, wasn't, was seen as crazy. But it looks like it worked out even though he's hurt now. Uh, he would have won if he didn't get hurt. Uh, but we'll be here. Maybe I'll have Sherman write his bold predictions, and then I will. Uh, I'll read them out to you. But uh, other than that, that's it for uh, football. Speaking of, f- you know, starting up again, playoff baseball starting up. We're gonna get into that in a second. But before that, want to remind you that our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. Spent some time with Dom over the weekend. Uh, he's at college right now. He's doing his. He's, running his business out of his dorm. Uh, he's kind of a traveling barber right now. He came home, did a, a handful of cuts on Sunday. So he does not stop grinding. Uh, so you should check him out. $7 is all it takes for you to get a modern haircut and styling with these home cuts. Truman and I have been getting our haircuts there for the last couple months. We have never looked or felt better. We've had about 20 guests on this show 20 different guests on this show and I would say about half of them a little over half of get their haircut at D's Because he is just leading the movement for males for men hair men's haircuts uh, In our area right now. He's carrying that torch don't pay $30 for a haircut pay seven and get an even better cut Because Dom is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut and haircut experience possible You can check him out on Instagram. There's millions of videos on there. Uh, He's posting stories every time he gets a cut you can see the kind of work he does. He's got a great little studio in his basement. Support local businesses. Support a, a young entrepreneur and give him a call. Uh, or nah, You can't give him a call. Set up an appointment in his bio. There's a little link in his bio. Easy. Click on it. takes about five seconds. Just put your, put your time in. Uh, put your number in your phone number and you'll be good to go. Uh, so that's it. Give him a call. $7. You're not going to find a cheaper haircut uh, if you're a guy. These home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price baseball got about what's it september 4th today got about a month a little bit under a month before playoffs really start to heat up here we get those wild card games heated up uh so we're going to give you our updated playoff standings updated picture right now uh you know what's set what's not set and i would say in the al it's pretty much set uh I think it's going to go, obviously, Boston, Houston, Cleveland. I think they're going to win those divisions. Uh, even though Oakland pushed, they're just not ready yet. Um, I think it's going to be Yankees versus Oakland in that wild card with uh, the Yankees getting the uh, home field advantage, which is interesting because the Yankees and the, a- and the A's have a lot of history uh, in the playoffs together. They played, they've they played each other a lot Um so I think that's pretty much set. I think, you know, obviously Houston and Cleveland are going to be playing, uh, which is going to be an interesting series, especially if we – we'll talk about that in a second. But And then you got Boston's going to play the winner of Yankees versus Oakland, which is interesting. That's going to be a really fun series because whoever it is, if it's the Yankees, you know, obviously you get Boston versus New York. I think Boston will absolutely run a train on the Yankees. Uh, but Oakland is interesting. Boston's a little bit shaky right now. Um, and I think Oakland is a surprise team to win that series. I think they'd be a really good sleeper. I'm high on Oakland. But just keep that in your mind. Uh, we're high on Oakland here on TNT Sports Talk. The NL, it's a little bit different. It's the Cubs and Atlanta, I think, have locked up those divisions, although don't quote me on that. Um, I think between Los Angeles and Colorado right now for that next seed. Um, And then, obviously, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Arizona are all fighting, and the loser of the division, Los Angeles or Colorado. Um, So, basically, what we got is we got the Cubs and Atlanta are fighting for that, for those, I think, hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. The Cubs and the Braves are going to be the 1-2 seed. That's set, I think. Then you got... Los Angeles, Colorado, and Arizona fighting for that third seed. I think it's pretty much between Los Angeles and Colorado. I think Los Angeles edges that out just because of the talent they've added. Uh, I think Milwaukee um, gets a wild card seed a couple weeks ago. I wouldn't have said that, um, but I think with some of the stuff they've added the last couple weeks, we'll get into it in a second, I think Milwaukee gets that spot. And then I think it's between Colorado or Arizona and then St. Louis, who has come on as of late. Uh, they replaced their manager. Come on as of late. I think St. Louis is, is a dark horse team. Uh, so I think we'll get a wild card game. I, I'm not sure. Obviously, as the weeks go, hopefully you know, you get a little bit more of a split and a little bit clearer of a picture. Uh, who's going to end up making that wild card? But we'll see what happens. Uh, but obviously... Los Angeles, Colorado, Arizona, St. Louis are all in the thick of it uh, right now to get. And the Phillies, I'd throw the Phillies in there, I think even though they've cooled off a little bit. So some other baseball news uh, happened on Friday. Uh, I was at the Medina High School football game. Shout out to Medina Bees, my high school, my alum. I used to play there. They're 2-0 and now. They're ranked in the state. Give them a quick shout out. This team is for real. They're taking on Wadsworth this week. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out to them. Uh, Ohio High School state. Ohio high school football is real. It's insane. And Medina football is up and coming. And they're a dark horse team to be watching. But I was at that game on Friday when I got the news that Josh Donaldson was traded for the Indians for, I'm not really sure what the return was, but you never know uh, he was traded to cleveland that's a big deal for the indians he when healthy he is one of the best hitters in the game you notice i said per, per, if, if healthy though because he's been dealing with shoulder problems the last couple of years he's supposedly healthy right now he hit a grand slam yesterday in AAA, where he'll be in AAA for the next week or so um just getting used to you know getting the bat going a little bit more uh when he comes back though you look at this lineup, we'll start with the pitching staff. You got Kluber, Carrasco, Bowers hopefully will be healthy, um, Clevenger's right there. There you go, you got four guys right there who are capable of starting a playoff game, who, who are capable of being an ace on any team in the league, and more than capable of being a playoff starter. Um, then you got the bullpen of Brad Hand, Cody Allen, Andrew Miller. Uh, those are three solid pieces right there, three all-star pieces. And then this lineup of Jose Ramirez, Lindor, brantley you add josh donaldson edwin uh and you could just go down and down the list this team has a lot of talent uh especially if josh donaldson becomes even half of what he used to be when he won the mvp in 2015 um another big name they got moved curtis granderson was traded to milwaukee again i said milwaukee i hate them but they have been making some moves the last couple of weeks uh days actually to get this team into place adding curtis granderson helped uh, and they also added Gio Gonzalez, which also helped a lot too. Um, so that's it for baseball. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, it's interesting. Baseball is going to heat up a little bit here soon. I think all the moves are done. All the rosters are set, uh, and we'll see. I think every team's kind of you know you play with who you got now. You gotta you gotta make do with what you have. And I think, especially in the NL, I think the AL set. It's going to get crazy over the next couple of weeks. So now we're going to talk about. Our boldest move of the weekend wasn't great last week. I'll admit that. Uh, I, like I said, I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm running this thing by myself, single-handedly. So give me a little bit of credit when I'm trying to, you know, get this whole thing working here. Uh, but before that, we talked about a, we talked about these home cuts. But we, I also want to talk about A's freaking lawn service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Guys, it's college football season. The NFL is starting up next week. You're in the thick of it now. You got high school football every Friday night. You got college football all Saturday, and you got NFL all Sunday. There's no time to be mowing the lawn and doing lawn work, doing leaves now, especially coming up in the fall. There's no time for you to be doing that when you got these type of games, uh, this type of action. Playoff baseball's heating up. There's no time for you to be doing uh, your lawn if you really want that fancy football team to succeed. Don't waste your time doing the lawn uh, when you could be setting that lineup and making some serious trades. Turn to A's. He'll do all the work for you every. Every time you'll come home, it'll be proud of the lawn that you have, uh, and especially because you didn't do any of the work. You you helped out a, a local young company, another young entrepreneur, and Andrew Ellis. Uh, that's what that's we've we would like to get more ads, but uh, the two ads we got right now, the two companies with D's and A's, um, those two guys are guys I trust. You know they're the they're the entrepreneurs of Medina right now the young entrepreneurs and I trust them uh, to really do a great job and I wouldn't do I wouldn't support their business on my on my podcast if I knew they weren't going to do a great job but I know that they will every single time uh, I use these services I've known Andrew for a long time know Dom for a long time so check them out A's lawn service don't waste your time doing lawn uh, work over the weekend. Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is A's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, they'll cut it. Don't waste your time, guys. Fantasy football is coming up. Fantasy, you got fantasy football. You got football. High school, college, professional. You got playoff baseball starting up. Don't waste your time doing lawn work while you could be you know sitting inside, relaxing, watching your favorite team while you're looking out at a perfectly manicured manicured lawn. So that's all I have to say about that. But now it's time for your favorite segment, boldest move of the week. And We're gonna start close and personal to me, the Green Bay Packers getting their final cuts done. Obviously, final cuts—if you don't know—is probably I've never experienced this one of the most stressful experiences a, especially a uh, undrafted rookie, could ever go through in their lives. If you don't know, if you've never seen Hard Knocks, it's basically you're sitting around all day Saturday, if you're a fringe roster guy, waiting for that call that knock on your door to come down and see Coach, bring your playbooks, you're going to be placed on waivers. It's a really stressful experience. You really have to wait till 4 o'clock for it to pass. And I don't think we've ever had as stressful an experience as Robert Tonya, the tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Actually ended up making the team after a pretty strong preseason. Um, shout out Tim Boyle to our guest. Uh, he made the Packers roster as well. I've, as you know, we had Boyle on a couple – about a week before training camp opened up uh, and he made the team he impressed uh, because we know how to scout players here on the podcast. Uh, So shout out to Tim Boyle. We'd love to have him on again. We're going to try so he can talk about his experiences in preseason. But Robert Tonya, probably not a big name, going to be in a couple years. He really impressed really well in the preseason. uh, And most people thought he was going to make the team. Although the Packers did have three veteran tight ends in Mercedes Lewis, Jimmy Graham, and and, uh, Kendrick. Most people assumed he wasn't going to make the team due to the numbers, but he played so well that the Packers had to keep him. Even so, even though he played well, with the numbers shaking out like the way they did, most people didn't think he was going to make it. And he didn't think... I, I don't know if he really knew either what he, where he was going to end up uh, mumbling up a little bit here. But let me get to the point. Robert Tonya was sitting in his room playing video games when he got a text from a number saying he needed to come down to the, to the stadium and get his playbooks and meet coach, which is weird because you don't really get a text. They don't text you that when your career is almost over. They usually, you know, come to your room or they give you a phone call. But he's a rookie. He doesn't know what he's doing. So he went down to the stadium, was freaking out, saying his goodbyes. When he got to the coach's office, they were confused. That's why he was there. Because act, he actually wasn't cut, he actually made the roster, and the text he got was a prank. So I'm saying the boldest, another a bold move of the weekend is the guy who got Robert Tonya's number and who sent him this text. Really shitty move, but at the end of the day, when he becomes a all, when he becomes a Pro Bowl type of player, Robert Tonya's going to look at this and he's going to laugh. Um, so that's the candidate right there. Next candidate I'm going to say is Lual. Dang, we're going to get into this more in a second. My man, well Dang, was a pretty big deal a couple years ago. Um, falling off a lot. Got a four-year, $72 million with the Los Angeles Lakers, which was an insanely huge contract for the time being because he really wasn't a four-year, $72 million type of player. But he got bought out over the weekend. But I didn't realize this. My man, well Dang played in one game last year and made a bunch of money off of one game he played in the first game and that's it he sat the bench the rest of the season just sat back and secured the bag the entire season without doing any work i gotta give a shout out to him that's pretty bold to just be able to ride the bench the whole season and collect freaking checks so give a shout out to Luel dang and uh the guy who texted robert Tonya that he was cut those were the boldest moves of the weekend Question and answer now. We're going to wrap this thing up here soon. Got about 20 minutes left on the show before we got to kick it off. But we got some pretty solid questions here. So I think with uh, the Walt Dang's contract, most people started to really look at this. Some of these contracts that have been handed out in the NBA the last couple years are just insanely dumb. Um it's people are paying a lot of money for some pretty shitty players who really don't even deserve this type of money i mean you look we'll start off with so we got a question what are some of the worst nba contracts in the past couple years there's obviously been some pretty bad ones over history but we could just do a whole show on those so we're just going to do i think i have four here and we'll go down the list of current people who are still in the nba or you know everybody knows who they are pretty much or maybe you don't i don't know so we'll start with Luol Dang to give you an example of what we're going to go for, th- for here. Luol Deng got a four-year, $72 million con- contract, like I said. He barely played any time. Like I said, one game he played in last year, the home opener, and that was it. Uh, and he got to sit the bench the rest of the year and uh, collect checks. I'm not – years, $72 million is a huge contract for NFL players. NBA, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but it is, you know, in terms of me, you know, I would kill for a four-year, $72 million contract to just sit, play one game, and then sit for the rest of the year. But, uh, you know, shout out to these guys. I'm not hating on these guys. They obviously didn't perform well enough. That's why they're on the list. Uh, if Luel Dang would have got that contract and then become, you know, an all-star MVP type of player, we would be sitting here thinking that was a, one of the best signings in history. But I'm not going to hate on these guys because they did their best and they secured the bag the best they could. Uh, at the end of the day it's hard for you, it's hard for them to feel bad about getting hated, it's hard for them to feel bad about this contract when they got millions of dollars in their bank account and they're sitting in their million dollar home, driving around their million dollar car, Uh, so it's kind of hard for them to, uh, you know, feel bad about this type of thing when they have that type of money in the bank account. The next guy though, Miles, a lot of these, it's interesting because we'll talk about him and maybe you'll see the trends as we go. Miles Plumlee signed with the Bucks in 2016. Got a four-year, 50 million dollar contract. Uh, Truman was here. He probably said that was a dumb deal. He gets it because Miles Plumlee at the time wasn't anything close to deserving four years, 50 million. You know, he went on that season to average only 3.5 points a game and three rebounds, which is not even close to what you want from a guy getting paid 50 million dollars. Timothy Mozgov, the next guy, four years, $62 million with the Lakers. Again, this is the reason why the Lakers have been set back the last couple years. Uh, but he got that contract. It was dumb. Uh, four years, $62 million, Only averaged six points and four rebounds per game. Uh, and it, I don't know where he is even now. I think he got traded. Uh, and then the last guy, jo- Joaquin Noah, four years, seventy point seventy-two point six million million. Uh I'm pretty sure Joakim Noah hasn't played in a game in like a year and a half. Uh, he got hurt. Uh, he barely plays. He's only averaged really four points a game and eight rebounds, which is decent. Uh, but still, God knows where Joakim Noah is right now. But it's interesting. It's interesting because three out of four of these guys, plumley Mozgov, and Noah, all centers, all got these huge contracts, and all sucked. And I think that's another sign of how the center position really isn't as valued anymore. Um, I think these guys came in, most people thought you know, the center position was pretty valuable, and as soon as people realized it wasn't, uh, I think these these contracts started to slowly fall apart and most people hate on them now. Uh, but again, shout out to these guys, they, collect, they, they collected their checks, I can't really hate on them when they're making this much money uh, and doing barely any work, they did their job uh, for that. Last question we got, second to last question. We talked about some of the major cuts. What are some of the strangest cuts? Uh, why did these players get cut? Why would they, you know, get the axe? It doesn't make sense. Um, I got a couple here. I got about three. I'm gonna go Scooby Wright. Scooby Wright. If you don't know, he was a pretty big deal coming out of Arizona until he got hurt. Uh, then he went to the Browns for a little while. Was drafted by the Browns. Got cut. Was on their practice squad. Went to Arizona. He played in 10 games last year uh, in his sophomore year. He didn't play extraordinarily well, but he played pretty decent. And he had a pretty decent preseason. I'm not sure why they cut him. He's a homegrown product. People love him there. Uh, so that that's strange to me why he got cut. Next, we'll go to Denver, where they cut a ton of draft capital. They cut... Their third round pick a couple years ago, they cut Isaiah McKenzie was a pick a couple years ago, Uh, Henderson a pick, you know, it really doesn't make sense while they're just kind of cutting this out, cleaning this room up. Uh, A lot of these picks were made by John Elway, who I think is one of the most overrated uh, NFL executives in the world. I think he's really only there because of his name. I don't think he is anything good. He hasn't been able to get a good quarterback in there. He hasn't been able to, to, to draft a good quarterback who they can develop yet. Um, I think he's one of the more overrated guys in the NFL. I mean, he used the first-round pick on Tim Tebow and uh, Paxton Lynch, both of which, you know, out, Tebow's out of the league, obviously, and I think Paxton Lynch is on his way out of the league after he got cut. Uh, I don't understand why. I guess I do understand, you know, you got to keep John Elway. He's a Denver legend, but whatever. Uh, I, I digress there. Uh, so, yeah, Denver cutting all these picks it shows either these guys just weren't talented enough or they're you know they're moving in a different direction. Last guy I want to talk about is Braxton Miller. A little biased. Uh, Braxton Miller, coming out of college, was trying to change positions. Uh, and I think he sh- he's had some strides over the last couple of years. He hasn't been perfect, but to be able to transition to a quarterback, to a wide receiver in the NFL is really difficult. And I think he's done it the best. Uh than than most people who try i think terrell Pryor has been the prime example of that you know he was a quarterback transition into a pretty decent wide receiver now um so I don't really know why the why the Texans cut him. I think he had a pretty decent preseason, and I think he was on his way to really making strides as a wide receiver. And cutting him now really doesn't make much sense to me. I think he's a really good athlete. I I think he deserves to be on an NFL roster. I know he deserves to be on an NFL roster. So that doesn't make sense to me. But again, I'm not the I'm not the GM. Even though sometimes I feel like I should be. Last question we got. We're on a little bit. High on time. But that's okay. You can listen to me talk for another couple of minutes here. We're, we're going to wrap it up here soon. Perryman from the Ravens. Talked about it last week. Got cut. I think it was pretty expected. Wide receiver. Uh, where was he? What college was he from? I'm going to look that up. While I'm talking about it. We got the question. Is Perryman, Brashad Perryman, one of the biggest busts in the last couple of years? Five years, they said. Uh, I'm going to say yes. On Perryman. Rashad Perryman, where did he go to school? Like I said, though, he was drafted in the first round, uh, played at UCF, drafted in the first round, like I said, UCF, um, where he played college football. Is he one of the biggest busts over the last couple of years? I'm going to say yes, even though he was really high coming out of the draft. Uh, With first-round wide receivers, you're either going to get extremely good talent, like an Odell, or you're going to get a shitty player like... Perryman who just can't stay on the field so I'm gonna say he is a bust I'm not gonna say he's one of the biggest busts but he I would say he's up there but he could change that around he has the talent to change it around uh he just really got to put his nose to the grindstone really put in that work and I think he will be a better player uh but who knows uh where he goes from here I, I know he's got a couple workouts but you know god knows where he moves on from here uh so that's it for a question and answer. I really wanted to address this, though. People have asked me, "Are you scared that the that the Bears got Khalil Mack? Are you scared that the Packers have to play in Week One now? Uh, even though the Packers were really close to trading. him? Again, also we predicted that I said he was going to be traded by the weekend, and he was. So no big deal there. Even though it was to the Bears. Uh, people asked me, Travis. They asked Sherman too. Are you scared? Shout out Brian Leonard. He he asked me, "You are? Are we scared?" He's a Bears fan. Hell no, I'm not scared. Cleo Mack doesn't put any sort of fear into my heart at all. It doesn't help. But we have Aaron Rodgers on our team. We have David Bakhtiar. We have Brian Balaga. Those are the... Brian Belaga and David Bakhtiari are two of the best tackles in football. Cleo Mack don't scare me at all. He's a good passer, but he just is one player. I think the Bears are getting a little overrated right now. I think they'll be third, fourth place where they belong at the end of the year because Trubisky is ass. He ain't nothing. And a Packers fan, I'm not scared at all. I want. I, I can't wait to play Cleo Mack. I can't wait to play the Bears. When Aaron Rodgers puts up 42 points at halftime and we're up 42 nothing like we were a couple years ago at half, uh... I think we're going to put Bears fans in their place. They've been high the last couple of we- couple of days with Khalil Mack, Trubisky, uh, Allen Robinson, Kevin White. They're talking shit about Kevin White. Uh, Amos, the little safety who had a decent year last year. Fuller, who had a pretty decent year. Uh, and then now Khalil Mack. People come up to me asking me if I'm scared about Khalil Mack. I got Aaron Rodgers on my team. Khalil Mack doesn't scare me at all. It's going to take about a week. It's gonna. We're gonna have to withstand a week of Bears fans trash talk. But come Sunday night, when the pads are put on, when it's you know 11 on 11, I think we'll easily see who is the better team. When Aaron Rodgers comes out and puts up 42 points in ha- before, before halftime, we'll see who the real team is, uh, who the real uh, contenders are. Because uh, the Bears just aren't ready. Uh, we're gonna come out here. And, you know, people are forgetting that the Packers have some nice toys on defense now, too, some new toys. So we'll see what happens. But no, I ain't scared of Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack don't scare me at all. Neither does anybody on the Bears. I'll go match for match. Packers have a better 53 than their 53. Uh, You know, last time the Bears traded two first round picks for a guy was Jake Cutler, and looked how that worked out. So, no, I'm not scared by these Bears. This defense really ain't that scary, and I ain't scared of those damn Bears. So I wanted to put that to rest right then and there. Uh, Packers are going to come out. We're going to whoop their ass on Sunday night football. Book it right now. But we'll get into predictions next Thursday. Other than that, want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, you know, those are our guys. They've been with us all 50 episodes, close to most of the, most of the 50 episodes. So we got to give them credit. They're our guys. Uh, we ask that you go on to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12 or Instagram. Uh, listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce from 7 to 8 a.m. Or YouTube. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to listen to us. We don't care as long as you're listening. Uh, go to our Twitter, like I said, TNT Sports Talk 12. Send us question and answer. You want to be a guest? DM us on there. Our DMs are always open. You don't even have to follow us to send us a DM. Uh, send, send us questions. Send us comments, concerns, segments you like, segments you don't like, segments ideas. Uh, we're really trying to, you know, what do you want to listen to? We're trying to get, you know, our listeners uh, whatever they want to hear. But other than that, have a great day. Tune in on Thursday. It's going to be a great show on Thursday. We're going to give our previews, our bold predictions, our predictions, whatever, and uh, we're getting ready for NFL Week 1, getting ready for Aaron Rodgers to come in and just put up 42 points on that Bears' top five defense. Uh, we're going to put up 42 points in one half. Book it right now. Philbin got the boys ready. Petten got the boys ready. And McCarthy got the boys ready. That's all we have to say about that. Thank you. Tune in on Thursday.